My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the fanhole spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time and every time. I'm Mike, I'll be your host tonight. And uh, joining me tonight are... Stupid Robot! This is Derek, Derek WC. This is Justin. I've done it! Optimus Prime lives! It's true, our leader is back. Yes, Skylinks. And this time, no force in the universe can stop me. And you guys, I can track your gas fumes anywhere. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we're. if you haven't guessed it, we are talking about the return of Optimus Prime, parts one and two tonight. Uh, you know, the famous uh, episodes of the original Sunbow cartoon where, shock of shocks, Optimus Prime returns. How did you and know for it was real, happen? How did you yeah, know, I know it was right? going to happen, Mike? I, but I is this really the end of yeah, this problem? What happened was, <laughs> yeah, what happened was I watched Dark Awakening, and then Victor Caroli told me that it wasn't the end of Optimus Prime. So. <laughs> it wasn't. So Victor Caroli must be telling you the truth, right? Yeah. I should tune in next week to see the return of Optimus Prime. And Victor Caroli would never lie to us, so, yeah. That that's up there with like the episode of Zeta where you you see the preview and it's like next time on Gundam Zeta, catch dies and you're just like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, this is gonna be a fake out, right? No, nope. No, catch dies and Optimus returns. Fucking spoilers, everybody. Cats <laughs> dies. Cats. He bounces off a meteor or, or an asteroid, and everyone's like, oh no. And then they they get over it very quickly, but anyway, this is really the end of cats. Yes, <laughs> find yeah. out when it's the end of cats. The end of cats. But yes, uh, the return of Optimus Prime parts one and two. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to Transformers Tuesdays, you probably either have seen these episodes or you know you have an inkling of what exactly the backstory between you know these episodes, like the genesis of these episodes, anyway. You know, Hasbro grossly, you know, underestimated how much Optimus Prime was, you know, how important Optimus Prime was to children. When they killed him in the movie, they received a bunch of, you know, letters from angry parents, you know, telling them, you know, my kids are crying. What the fuck, man? You know, so, of course, actual they, actual yeah. letter from exactly uh, yep. from from uh, Bobby Jones from Nebraska or whatever. Yep. What the fuck, man? My kids are crying. Bring back Optimus Prime. Weren't you one so, of those crying kids, Mike? Yeah, no, I wasn't really, actually. But, yeah, but I guess before we get into, like, the specifics, like, I, I will, let's do a little, like, you know, history or, you know, general stuff. Like, this, I, like, I know, I, I first saw these on VHS because, you know, they released, like, the FHE, like, release of The Return of Optimus Prime Parts 1 and 2. And, like, this, it, like, I never, like... 
I feel like I didn't get the proper experience, like, because mm-hmm. I think I've told you guys, like, when we talked about, like, Five Faces of Darkness or whatever, it's like, I had, like, the movie, like, quadrilogy, I guess, like, at my fingertips for my, like, local rental place, where it was, like, more than meets the eye, then Transformers the movie, then Five Faces of Darkness, and then Return of Optimus Prime, and, the, it, like, it was basically, like, a sort of movie quadrilogy for me, so, like, Optimus Prime returning was always kind of like a, I, I don't know, like a foregone conclusion to me. Like, I, I just uh, took it as part of the story that was, like, ongoing. Like, I, I didn't have any idea about the, you know, the machinations, like, under the, you know, surface or anything. But, like, I, I suppose, like, Derek, you you probably kind of lived it more than yeah. I did. Like, so yeah, what, what I, about you? I guess, I mean, it, it's weird given how different the, the Marvel comics are from the Sunbow cartoon, but there was this weird kind of corporate synergy where in, you know, Marvel Comics issue 24 of Transformers, they, you know, infamously, you know, kill Optimus Prime over a, a you know, video game full of uh, live people and, uh, or, you know, fake people or whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, his mind gets saved on a floppy disk and all that stuff. So you you had that going on. You had Transformers, the movie where, you know, uh, Prime was killed. And then, you know, he wasn't part of the toy line. He still wasn't part of the toy line, even though they ended up writing this this two part episode. And even before they wrote the two part episode, you know, they did Dark Awakening, which we've talked about on this show before, that was essentially supposed to be you know the the nail in the coffin the final word on it where if you if you didn't think he was dead before he's really fucking dead now and they sort of had to do a 180 on on the whole thing i remember being pretty excited about this i it's weird for me and i may have mentioned this before but the return of optimus prime parts one and two were part of a series of episodes I had a good friend of mine well I guess my friend's older brother was a a staunch like meticulous Transformers collector I remember we would sneak into his room and read you know the the six twelve dollar UK comics he had all these Transformers he kept the boxes he kept everything and he had all of them in his closet and all this other stuff and he was he was very strictly like seemed like a Transformers collector. Like, whereas I think me and my friend, we love Star Wars, we love G.I. Joe, we love Superpowers, we love Secret Wars, we loved Transformers, you know, and then all these different things, right? Thundercats, He-Man, whatever. And we had a little bit of everything, but it seemed like his brother was very micro-focused on Transformers. And because of that, you know, and because I think their, their father had this extensive collection of, you know, VHS tapes, you know, sort of back in the day where you would you would get HBO and Showtime and record all these movies off of there. And so he had this extensive library of kind of, you know, movies scribbled on tapes and whatever. And I knew, you know, this was before the Rhino VHS tapes, before the Internet, before you could go and download shit, before you could watch all these episodes on Tubi. Like this was, I was kind of like me trying to recapture my nostalgia or whatever, and I probably had a few episodes of Transformers, you know, the Sunbow cartoons on different VHS tapes here and there or whatever. Um, You know, maybe the Transformers the movie or something like that. But what I ended up doing was I I had my own double-decker VCR in my uh, 20s, 
And I ended up borrowing a bunch of the older brother's VHS tapes. And I basically made my own like greatest hits, you know, mixtape on VHS of all the, you know, my favorite Transformers episodes. So, you know, the burden hardest to bear was on there. The um, Star Screams Brigade was on there. You know, there were all these, you know, to me, the, the great web world, you know, these greatest hits and stuff like that. And of course, what completed it, kind of kind of what you're getting at, what completed the greatest hits was the return of Optimus Prime part one and part two. So I've watched that so many times. And, and even on that tape, the way I ordered them, you know, I had the burden hardest to bear followed by the return of Optimus Prime part one and part two. And I, I never looked at it like the Dark Awakening, you know, where it was like Dark Awakening. And then next week. Optimus Prime Returns, you know, like I, I have always had it, you know, that that gap between those episodes and everything. So I guess in that sense, like I I did sort of experience the the absence, the loss, kind of like, I guess, you know, I think the comparison I'm going to constantly make to this is kind of like the whole, you know, Barry Allen, Wally West thing, you know, like like that, that. I, you know, you kind of live through like, you know, Barry Allen being the Flash and then him dying as the Flash and then live through Wally West kind of earning the mantle of the Flash. And then, you know, I guess if, if I was going to be critical on on the behalf of a, a you know, a Rodimus fanboy like I am, you know, you, you would be remiss if you didn't point out, you know, that basically... The Burden Hardest to Bear, the episode right before this, is essentially like the whole Mark Wade Return of Barry Allen storyline, which it's not Barry Allen, it's Professor Zoom. Spoilers, you know, Cats dies. Um, it's it's Professor Zoom, and he's posing as Barry Allen. And and that it, it was it was one of those stories where Wally finally came into his own and 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 stepped out of the shadow of Barry Allen because constantly for years it'd be like I don't know if I'm as good as Barry I don't think I can live up to Barry I'm trying to carry on the legacy and 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 you know follow in his footsteps but I know I'm never going to be as good and all this other stuff and when he went through that storyline it was very much like he he was falling all over himself because he thought Barry Allen, the Flash, the real Flash, had returned, and he was so, so happy to give up the burden. Kind of like Rodimus Prime was so happy to give up the Matrix and the burden hardest to bear. But by the end of it, they both learned the lesson. Like, no, I can't, I can't go out the easy way. Like, this was, this was passed on to me for a reason. I have a legacy to live up to, and they both accept it. You know, uh, the Matrix is as much a part of me as I am a part of it. You know, the the Flash legacy, you know, much a part of Wally West as it was to Barry Allen. So they they take all that back and accept the mantle. Now, th my, my, my divergence from that would be, now, Return of Optimus Prime, I'm going to go on the record and just say, I have, like, zero objectivity when it comes to these episodes. Like, I love these episodes. Like I said, it was on my, my mixtape of greatest Transformers hits. I, I adore even, like, the simplest animation flaw. Like, I was laughing when, when you know, Rodimus stands in front of the statue of 
of Optimus Prime and, and has the little quiet moment to himself about how, you know, he can't be the same type of leader that that Optimus was. I, I was laughing about how I I love the, the goofy animation era where like Rodimus does the little neck jolt where I was like, it looks like he's, I don't know, doing a, a dick suck move or something like that. And what was cracking me up about it is I realized like I have no objectivity because I'm like, oh, look, he's doing the little neck thing. Like, isn't that that's so cool? Like, I love this and everything. So like I have zero objectivity and there are plenty of things you could probably poke holes in as far as the plot and the story. I mean, there's there's some stuff that still sticks out to me even when I was a kid till to now as an adult that I'd still kind of point out and go, you know, they said this, but you know about the hate plague, but in actuality it's less of a hate plague and more of like a, you know, Stepford children plague or some shit or whatever. But that, that, that kind of love for it, I, you kind of just forget all of those things. But, but I guess just to get back onto the, you know, did you live with it in real time? Like, absolutely. And so, like, when this episode finally rolled around, like, there there was kind of a lot of hype to it. And I think also, like, there's that hype to it, kind of like the hype for, for the Rebirth episodes, where it was like, you kind of had some dry spells. You know, you had the new episodes of season three, and then it seemed like towards the end there, when, when we were watching it on TV, you know, you, you got into that routine of, oh, wait, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. And then one day you're like, holy shit, it's on. Like, return return of, you know, like, you get all excited. You're like, this is new. Like, this is going to be awesome. You know, and and the fact that even, even in the, I guess, initial moments of the episode, you know, they know it's a trap. They know the hate plague or the spores or whatever are waiting for them when, when they go to, to the facility. But there is that cool roll call moment where they do get to introduce like new toys and stuff like that. So, you know, you get to see the throttle bots and everything. And so like, you know, you get to see in the opening, you know, the, the Terracons fighting the um, techno bots, you know? So it's like, you know, there, there were newer, I guess, uh, product that was sort of being thrown in front of you, uh, you know, maybe, you know, abominus and computrons you know what second or third appearance or whatever so it's like you know th those kind of things like were of course i guess for me you know it was like a wonder to behold type thing you know and 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 i have my own little head cannon with the throttle bots so like you know all this stuff kind of kind of has a definitely a, a sentimental place in my heart you know as far as that goes but yeah i mean optimus like coming back was like super duper exciting i remember i i don't know if this is true for any of you guys but you know the the thing about this episode is you know and i'm kind of jumping all over the place but you know he uh when he coats himself with the the white metal and everything like that it was like we would always use the ultra magnus cab that you know turned into the optimus prime figure and that was like your you know hate plague proof optimus prime figure or whatever like that's that's what i always considered that that ultra magnus cab you know if you wanted to reenact the 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 epic moments from you know uh you know rodimus and, and prime having the hate plague you would take your you know your ultra magnus cab that looks like prime and have them face off against you know rodimus and everything but yeah yeah what about you justin i'm not sure when but i definitely know i saw it before i started re-watching the series when it was on sci-fi channel because i'm like oh i remember this episode like this is great Kind of like Derek said, like back in the day, 
you were never really sure when a new episode was going to hit. Like, I remember having that with, like, the real Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. You're just, you know, it feels like you're watching the same episodes over and over and over, and you're like, geez, man, are are there ever going to be new episodes? Like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, you'd, like, hit a patch of, like, five new episodes or something like that, and you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. There's new episodes, finally. I definitely experienced that with Return of Optimus Prime. Was, you know, it was just one of those, like, okay, I've seen this one, yeah, yeah, and I've seen this one, okay, and Perceptors, you know, Autobot symbol is talking and doing weird things. <laughs> like, I've seen this one, it's so weird, and you're like, wait, I Return of Optimus Prime? Like, what? Like, I've never seen this. Like, you mean he's coming back? Like, don't tease me. I like Optimus Prime, and you know, I'm I'm there with Derek. I like Rodimus Prime, so I I don't remember feeling conflicted or, or anything that Optimus was coming back. I was just, you know, excited. I was like, oh man, like Optimus is coming back. Like this is gonna be cool. And it was cool because, you know, this hate plague is something I don't think I had seen anything like that until, you know, that point. And then you had all these cool things of like Ooh, like Optimus, like, oh man, like Optimus is going to meet Galvatron. Like, oh man, like Optimus and Galvatron are going to work together. Like, it, you know, doesn't last all that long, but dude, that's so cool. And then it's like, oh man, like the finale of the episode, part two, is like Optimus versus Rodimus. You're just like, how cool is that? Like, the, the two Autobot leaders fighting each other. And like, I think the reason I thought that was so cool is like, I was missing a piece of Derek's puzzle. Like, I hadn't seen Dark Awakening. Like, that's an episode I didn't see until the Sci-Fi Channel era. So I had no idea that even existed. I had no idea, like, Optimus came back as a zombie or whatever and fought Rodimus. So I was just like, oh, man, like, they're fighting each other. Like, this is so cool. I love this episode. I, when they started releasing the episodes in VHS officially, I went and, you know, I bought that among many others. And I've watched it hundreds of times, and I love it, and... You know, I can recite a lot of the dialogue, and, you know, it, it's, I love it, and it's hard for me to be, you know, unobjective with this episode, or episode. This is no place for me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I agree with you guys. Like, even, I don't know if these are, like, would make my personal, like, favorite episodes, but I just, you know, I have too much nostalgia to, like, you know, give them much shit or like you know talk down about them like i just you know i I like they're just something from my childhood that i like and accept like you know without question basically yeah i don't i i mean i can't you know i I, you know it's one of those things where you think maybe you can try and go in and go like okay i'm gonna be critical about this because we're talking about it on a podcast and i i just can't fucking do it you know like i i i I love this shit. Like I like Justin. I've watched it hundreds of times. Like I love the voice acting. I I think the I mean if if I was gonna like break it down, both episodes are animated by Toei, which of course is, you know, light years better than anything ACOM's ever animated. But if if I if I had to put a finger on things to be critical of, like the the first part is animated well. The second part is animated beautifully. So it's like, it's it's yeah. just, you know, it, 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 for, for whatever reason, like you'd almost think, you know, maybe two different companies worked on it, but it seems like the, the, the animation studio was Toei for both, but maybe, you know, 
I don't know, maybe they were in a rush for the first one or maybe a different set of folks worked on, you know, the first part while the second part was being worked on. But the, the second part's animation is is just, more, you know, the, the first part is good. The, the second part is outstanding, like as far as like the, the, the look of it, the shading and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the, the only thing that, that always stuck in my craw as far as a plot point is... You have the hate plague, which again I, I think speaks to the the longevity of, I guess, I don't know the 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 reach of this episode, like the 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 significance it has in Transformers lore, because there's not there's not too much stuff. I mean, as much as people want to say, you know, there's not too much stuff that that crosses that bridge from you know, either Marvel G1 or Sunbow all the way into, like, later eras of of Transformers. But, like, this, you know, the Hate Plague, the Hate Plague showed up in Beast Machines. The, the Hate Plague was just mentioned in that ongoing IDW book where, you know, uh, Prime, like, you know, explores the Matrix and everything for the first time and the beginnings of of the war in that new IDW continuity. So it's like, you know, and, and I, you know, I think there's other things, you know, botcon, you know, tech stories or whatever kind of, you know, like novels just, and things like that. They just kind of like homaged it in Earthrise too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, we just channeled the red yeah, mist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just watched it and, and that's, that's a reference to that. So, I mean, you've got it in, in at least, you know, if you don't want to count, you know, text things or 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 you know con things or whatever right you i mean at the bare minimum you've got it followed up in in two uh animated uh official products and one comic book official product right so that's like three times they've come back to that just because you know the concept is kind of rich and you know i mean i i guess you know something that might be worth mentioning is this uh, is, well, he's not the only credited writer, but, the, you know, one of the credited writers on this is Marv Wolfman. And, I mean, you know, if you've read comics for years, you know the name Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman worked on the New Teen Titans. He worked on, you know, the Crisis. the, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. You know, he, he worked on the Tomb of Dracula. He worked on all, a lot of really great books. And so a lot of that, you know, comes through in this season, the dimensionality of Rodimus Prime that we like so much, I think comes from some of him being involved as, you know, one of the, 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 he's in the writer's room with all these guys, you know? So, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, often clips of him, you know, in the special features on the old Kid Rhino DVDs and stuff like that, you know, talking about, you know, whether it's G.I. Joe or Transformers or whatever it was he worked on, you know, Jam or whatever. And, I think the scope of this is good. I think for us, you know, as kids, we were, we were, of course, enamored and fascinated with the new characters. We still sort of beloved the old characters. And, and of course, Prime was returning. So that was, you know, that was even better because it was an even more older and beloved character and all that kind of stuff. The hate plague, I think, the reason why I bring up the, the that it's, it's kind of lived on outside of this. It, it, to me, it's interesting because when, when part one starts they try to set up that it's a plague that makes people destroy one another. You know, the two rats are going to basically, you know, fight to the death basically. And, and the idea is the, the human characters 
that not only discover Optimus Prime, you know, you've got you've got the the daughter whose name is Jessica Morgan. You've got the guy with the scar who looks like he's you know the uh, the Crimson Twins, you know, older future cousin or something like that. His name's Gregory Swafford, and then you've got uh, you know Doctor Morgan who's Jessica's father, right? And so like they were testing this protective metal coating and when the star goes nova of course their metal coating protects their ship but then all these spores get you know stuck on the ship and they end up bringing the spores back home and of course when they test it it becomes this red mist and the red mist basically makes the two rats glowy and want to rip each other's you know throats out and all that kind of stuff and then when there's this confrontation between the technobots and the Terracons. The Terracons are there to steal the metal, which they do. And in the middle of the battle, uh, some, you know, the rooftop falls and some debris hits Jessica. And uh, she is then, she, you know, she cannot walk. She's, she's uh, you know, crippled and everything. And of course, her father, you know, uh, you know, because he loves her and, and is distraught over this. I think he, he kind of buys into the narrative because they, they give, you know, I mean, and this is something you could poke holes in, right? They give they give Swafford a backstory that, you know, a long time ago, you know it's a long time ago because you see Prime and Megatron fighting, right? So you know this is a long time ago in terms of season three. And, and they have a big battle, and that's how Swafford's face got scarred. So, of course, he, he, he has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to Transformers. That that's kind of interesting because I think I think for the most part in the Sunbow lore, that that was something that was always hard for me to reconcile. You know, the Marvel comics were very much doing a, a kind of human beings couldn't discern the difference between the two factions, or even if they could, they they kind of recognized it doesn't matter if you're a good robot or a bad robot, you can still step on me. You know, like like you're still you're still a peril to everyone who who lives on this planet type thing. And that was never really much to me explored in the Sunbow cartoon. And I, I think I preferred that, especially when I was a kid at the time. I liked the good guys being good and the bad guys being bad. But th- this this puts some layer to it where, you know, th- you know, they're they're basically going all out to to ambush the Autobots. To, to the, the the goal is to have the hate plague infect the Autobots so they rip one another apart. And that's a nefarious and evil plan and it makes a lot of sense but i i think as the episodes progress it, it turns more into like a a you know zombie dawn of the dead thing than a hate plague because i guess because it's a you know it's a, a kid's cartoon you you can't have the actuality of people ripping one another apart you know so it's like there you you have fun with it where you know, Ultra Magnus has a hard-on to basically beat the shit out of Rodimus. You know, you have some fun with that aspect. You have some fun where, you know, Autobots, you know, Aerial Bots are beating up, you know, uh, Throttle Bots and things like that. But then I think the more people that get infected, there's there's that weird notion where, you know, Cyclonus is like, join us, Galvatron, join us now! And I'm like, join you to do what? To beat the fuck out of each other? Like, because it seems like somewhere along the way, they become more of a, you know, kind of what I was hinting at, they become more of like a Stepford Children Club than a than a Madman Hate Plague Club. And yeah, I, like I said, I, 
I could care less. I mean, I still love these two episodes, but that that's something that always kind of, you know, stood out to me as far as the the mechanics of this, you know. But I mean, it's I guess, you know, it's just one of those things where there's these, you know, epic moments, you know, you know, I, I don't think we're the type of people that would care too much about, you know, so, some people like, like Justin, you said you never even saw Dark Awakening before this. A lot of people's problems with the opening is like, it's not the same starship that Prime was on, you know, it, Prime looks to be in pretty decent shape and he doesn't have a missing face and the arm and all that other stuff. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can chalk those things up to either, hey, it's different animation studios and they weren't in on the the previous episode just like you were or just you know the fact that dr swafford and dr morgan spent so much time with prime you can see they're trying to do things to him but you know you could always like sort of reverse headcanon and just be like yeah maybe he was messed up and they fixed him but you didn't see that or whatever i don't know you know at this point you know it's like one of those things where i i, I don't sweat too much of the details for this just because like i said i'm i'm completely you know, uh, I'm. Uh, it's hopeless. I'm not going to be very, you know, objective about this. It's just, you know, the, the kind of story that I guess we just have a lot of love and passion for, you know, and, and, and I guess affection, I guess, might be the best way to put it, you know, regardless of its, you know, it's like you can, you know, it, it's, it's like a family member loving their offspring. It's like, yes, they can have flaws and they can have foibles, but no matter what, you're, every time you watch this, you're going to find something and be like, oh, I remember, you know, like, oh, you know, like in that kind of thing, like where you just, maybe to us, the return of Optimus Prime part one and part two is, uh, is baby Grogu, right? It's just, you look at him, he's cute and you just, you know, you're kind of like all caught up in his googly eyes and it doesn't matter if certain things don't make sense. You're just like, kind of like, this is, you know, this is awesome. I mean, you know, and and of course it's got like great Galvatron moments, you know, like he of course is the last man standing as far as the Decepticons go, you know, like he's, you know, and, and, and I love how, for, for me, I, I feel like I live Galvatron every single day where he's like, you know, you're all crazed, you know, have I no friends left? I sort of adore all those those moments with him. I mean, he's sufficiently devious with Optimus Prime. They, you know, as, as, uh, as Mike is often fond of, you know, Galvatron and Prime have a rival fusion. You know, they, they have a meeting of the minds to sort of, you know, unite against the common foe you know like there, there's all kinds of great stuff in this so i mean i can't you know and 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 and, and then the whole new toy glow you know it's like fucking gold bug i mean yeah. you know it, it's funny but like at the time you're like holy shit dude gold bug like this could be awesome and i i had gold bug i had throttle bots like my whole head cannon for the throttle bots i knew i knew bumblebee turned into gold bug and then i wanted to do it for everybody so i had uh, I, I want to say I had, uh, see now I can't even remember the other guy's names, but I, 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 had I know the, where you're going. Like roll bar became, it was like, yeah, roll bar was brawn, you know, and, 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 and the, was wide load. Yeah. Hoffer was wide load. Like, you know, cliff jumper turned into, you know, what's Chase. that guy's name? Chase, you know, like, like all that stuff. Like I was totally like all about that, where I thought that that would be the greatest thing ever. Like all these, these, uh, you know, sort of classic Autobot heroes get a second lease on life or something like that. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just, you know, the, the, those, those type of things and, 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 and not for nothing, but you know, I, I know some people like the, 
interpretation of Skylinks in this recent Earthrise thing, but I, I love Skylinks in this. I mean, he's great. Like, he's awesome. The kind of full of himself. It's like, hey, what's the matter, man? You can't handle it? Of course I can handle it. Find me a Quintesson. You know, <laughs> go go get to work, you know? I, I love, like, like, man, Dick Gaudier is the man. Like, his delivery in that scene is, like, on point, like, as always. But, like, I love when he, when, yeah, Skylinks is like, you know, a Quintesson, but they're on the far end of the galaxy. And Rodimus is just like, what? You don't think you can handle it? Like, like straight to the point, <laughs> like, you know. He's of course so I can handle it, yeah. He's so good in this. Like, he's... You, you know, like I, I, I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a staunch Rodimus advocate or whatever. But it's like, you know, he's mad because they have Optimus's carcass, basically, and and yeah, like you know, people will go, oh, he's falling for a trap. But you know what? He he assembles a big strike force, and he's like, look, I'm pissed. We're going. There's no argument. I'm the leader. We're gonna get his body back. I'll listen on the way. And you know what? He fucking listens. He listens to her because when they get out of the fucking cab, he's like, remember what she said? Don't touch any red shit. Let's go do it. It's, you know, and of course, yeah, they they pull a, a, a double cross or whatever. Right. So so they think they're going to, you know, occupy them while, you know, they rescue Optimus. And then it turns out the other way around. So that's how they all get infected. But, you know, I mean, he was he was definitely, you know, as much as Galvatron was holding out to the bitter end, you know, Rodimus too was 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 doing the same thing, you know. So what, what are you going to do? It's called the Return of Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime's the one that's going to have to save the day in this. Of course, Rodimus is going to have to get infected before Part Two. Like, what are you going to do? But he, to me, I'm like he still makes a really good showing, you know. Before all is said and done, you know. I guess I, you know, I, I guess in my analogy though, you know, it's like you know, you have all these great Wally West stories. Imagine if you just had the one great Wally West story, and then you jumped immediately into Flash Rebirth or something, then you'd kind of be like, oh, oh, what, what happened? I was just, Wally stuff was just getting good, you know? Like, so I, I, I could see that. I know, like, as a kid, I, I loved that, like, roll call scene that, you know, Rodimus has Ultra Magnus do, like, you know, Protectobots, you know, Aerial Bots, you know, Throttle Bots, and also... Last but like, not least! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the rest of you, yeah, let's go! And I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Like, why would why would they form Defensor and Superion like before they leave? Like, shouldn't they be in their vehicle modes to go somewhere? But you know, whatever. Uh, can, it just it was cool. Superion can fly, right? Um, yeah, but I don't uh, think Defensor can. So well, Superion can. Uh, Defensor can get on Superion. <laughs> He's like, I'll make my force field, and you can carry my force field. And then, like, by the time he gets there, Defensor is like, oh, I'm all out of power. Well, <laughs> used up all my power. Goodbye. There's a real, in the first part, like, there's a real sense of, like, you know, urgency and, like, you yeah, know, hol yeah. holy crap, like, this is bad. Even, like, you know, when Defensor has to fight Superion, he's just kind of like, shit, like, man, this is bad. Like, we better get out of here. But, I mean... Uh, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff as, as far as like you know silly stuff and like in this like you know in, in this whole two-parter and stuff like i i still it i make fun of stuff in this two-parter out of a sense of like love for the material basically like i i totally appreciate it but you know like it's something like you love it so much you'll make fun of it so like i mean stuff like um just 
Swafford and Morgan, like, like I, I love their, you know, first of all, I, I feel like Swafford kind of got his toe stubbed. Like, you yeah. know, he's, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's definitely has an Eddie Brock, like it's your fault. You know, my, well, my, I mean, I mean, he's, he's even more the, the, uh, I guess the, the Kirby Dr. Doom with like the tiny little scar, the, yeah. the vain man. That's all, you know, toe stubbed over, over yeah. this thing that happened a long time ago. <laughs> and so he, Hates all the robots. Like you know? I, I do, I do love that flashback scene because not only if it, it's kind of like understated, like how cool it is to see like Megatron again in mm. season three. Yeah. Like even as a kid, I was like, oh, it's Megatron. Like you know, like it's it's a flashback, but it seems like kind of you know rare for them to yeah. reference Megatron in season yeah. three. But. <laughs> I always used to joke like, you know, like him and Optimus were fighting in that lab and like Megatron's like, you know, prime, like taste the unholy fury of this oversized novelty beaker. (laughs) He has a giant Uh, chemical beaker that's the size of a transformer. Like, but and then like at the end of like the two parter, like they're like, oh, gee, sorry, we almost destroyed civilization. We're sorry. Like. We we offer our sincere apologies, man. You know what I you know what I love about Doctor Morgan? Like Doctor Morgan goes full on Anakin Skywalker at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith because he's like he's like I hate them, Gregory. I hate them all. Dad, they made it so I could walk again. We thought you'd be pleased. Like he's he's great in this. Like this Uh is. You know, this is some good, good voice acting, I think. You know, it's 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 fun stuff. Just, just like when Grimlock tried to apologize to Optimus, Optimus doesn't accept their apology. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to destroy the entire universe. I don't think a handshake is going to do it. <laughs> From my point of view, the Autobots are evil. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then, more, like you said, Morgan is like, you know... And I, I love how he even tries to like throw the thing of spores at Rodimus when his daughter is inside Rodimus's cab. Like, I, 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 I think I think I think that can easily be explained by Rodimus's cool tinted windows. You know, I, I, I think that covers it. I don't know. Some, sometimes I think people are too too unforgiving about stuff like that. I'm kind of like you know, like I, I can I can find rationalization for stuff like that you, you know what i can't find rationalization for though is you know that moment you know you know how like because it's like towards the very end like basically almost everybody's getting infected so it's like even Goldbug and blaster and everybody you know the the, the stepford horde of the decepticons catch up to you know basically the last but not least crew and then oh. all you have left is skylinks galvatron and, and prime and yeah. then you've got jessica morgan and Jessica Morgan gets swatted away by Cyclonus, and so she's infected. And then, you know, Galvatron lets his guard down because she's a puny human. So she infects Galvatron. But there's that one weird little uh-huh. clip where Jessica, like, is hanging off of Skylinks's Optiopteryx tail and then gets swatted away. And I'm like, w- was that not long? Like, like, what's the limit on the hate? Like, does it have to be, like, point? point zero zero three you know nanoseconds or whatever and that wasn't long enough or you know is, is it just like a, a cruddy anim you know it's like of course it's probably just a cruddy animation error and you know skylinks of course doesn't get infected but of course that's so rodimus can be see rodimus is a badass even when he has the fucking hate plague because he infects fucking skylinks it's like rodimus has infected skylinks you know and you're like yeah it's so fucking cool but yeah 
<laughs> like like Optimus is like you know oh no Skylinks like I didn't even I didn't even know what you were before today but oh <laughs> well there there, but, there mean, is that like, Optimus is very well informed for someone who's been dead for like years like well, he well, knows see, who Skylinks the... is he knows who the Quintessons are like well that 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 goes into like do you. Do you, you know, do you think like Skylinks was just created on the assembly line like two minutes ago and Prime shouldn't know who he is? Or should he just know who all these people are? Because he knew he knew everybody pretty much from the movie, with the exception of, say, the the uh, throttle bots. Right. Like and then and then even, uh, you know, the, like they make the commentary about, you know, oh, what, what, why? Why should he know Galvatron? It's like, well, he he knows. I mean, you know, he's. He's not dumb. He, That's, he, that, he, yeah, I'm, I'm forgiving of that. Like, he knows, you know, it's Megatron. He, he like, gets caught up to speed, you know? I always think... felt like Skylinks was, was, like, a much older Autobot than... Yeah. Than, you know, you know, like, not just because the first time we've seen him is Season 3 doesn't mean he hasn't also been around for millions of years. We just never saw him before now, you know? Yeah. And I, I suppose he knows the Quintessons because he kind of remembers them making him a zombie or whatever. So, but no, I, no, it's just you know sometimes it's like you you got to kind of reason it out. But like I, I, like, but it's funny because like where I was going with this was like you know he's he knows all this stuff is going on and he, you know and then like at the you know when he, the all the Autobots wake up you know Goldbug's like okay Prime like what's the plan and like Optimus is like I. Uh, unfortunately, no like you know, I don't have the wisdom of the ages, so I'm dumb as a rock, right? Now. Well, see, and that's <laughs> that goes back to my whole like Optimus Prime isn't that great of a fucking leader if he needed the goddamn Matrix. Like that's 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 pretty genius because he's like, I have no plan. It's like what? <laughs> Everybody's all like, what? Tell us what to do what? next. I know people like to make fun of him in like the rebirth because like you can play a drinking game with Optimus Prime in the rebirth when where, you know, take a shot whenever Optimus Prime says, I don't know, like or like, I'm not sure something because they're like, <laughs> was he resurrected without some brain cells or something or like, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, he doesn't know and he's not sure because uh, spoilers, he used up all the wisdom of the Matrix to stop the hate plague. So he's got to be even dumber in the rebirth, right? No, we're all <laughs> yeah. a little wiser now. <laughs> You've earned Galvatron's respect and you're also kind of dumb. That's another great moment when like the touch kicks in. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then like we when when optimus recovers the matrix he like plugs it into his chest like it's a cassette or something like it like puts it in sideways so clearly he was like he doesn't remember how to you know i know this goes in here somehow like oh i guess it doesn't matter like puts it upside down but yeah i mean like all the all the logic flaws and whatever like you can overlook them because you know, the as always, the music and the voice acting like sell it. Like you know, like even even the animation errors and stuff. Like the presentation sells it. I I think the style, you know, the the sheen of of the Toei animation too help, right? Because you know, as we've seen, if you have like a really, you know, if you have a decent script but the animation is acom full of horrible errors, right? That's gonna that's gonna take a toll on it. But you could have kind of a 
a semi-mediocre script, but as long as you have the bitchin' music and the the cool, you know, shading on all the the Autobots and Decepticons and everything, like you 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 can be a lot more forgiving of of kind of you know uh, a plot hole here or there, you know, as long as you're into it and following all the the action and stuff. Once again, our buddy Zach gets shafted. Like, Steel just shows up, but then he doesn't show up again, like, after he's revived. Like, they don't even, I don't think they even take him, take him with, he must have been inside a blaster that whole time in the, mm-hmm. on Char, so. Man, that's a money shot, you know, that shot on Char where they're, they're shooting the, the Kong spider on, uh, on Char or whatever, where it's like him and Prime and, and Blaster are doing that double tag team, like, fire shot on him like that's a that's a cool yeah that's a cool shot they all look super cool in that scene like the the shine is really nice like in that scene like the animation like they you know especially like gold bug he's got all like you know the reflective surfaces on him and stuff you know what i thought was weird and and uh, this is just gonna be me bashing on the tf wiki like usual there was some commentary about somehow like swafford i don't know they speculated there was some kind of romantic relationship between him and jessica and i'm like you know what i've watched this hundreds of times and i've never ever ever thought that like like and 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 then i was like oh god like marv wolfman wrote this like what is this like a terry long you know donna troy thing but i'm like no like i never i don't know did you guys ever have that inclination ever I guess maybe like at the end when they like kind of embrace after they've mm. been cured or whatever, but yeah, but yeah I, mean, I don't you, know. You, just because you embrace, like I could, I could, I could give like a coworker that's a female a hug after we, you know, go out and eat or something like that. But that doesn't mean like we're romantically attached at the hip. It's like to me, like, and I, I think that's actually the perfect example. Like, I, I kind of think they're co-workers. Like, like how how nasty of a scar-faced guy that hates all robots do you have to be to be like clearly he's around the same age as her father and he's banging her his daughter? Like, no, no, that 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 no, like that just seems wrong. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't I don't see that at all. So I guess she's she's awfully forgiving of him for his crazy, vengeful ways or whatever. So maybe I guess I could see that. But what? So so you have to be given Jessica the deep dick for her to be forgiving. She can't just be a good, good friend. <laughs> like, it yeah. couldn't be that it couldn't be that that him being the same age as her father and her apparently having no mother. Like, maybe he was almost like a second parent to her like maybe it's a a parental embrace of like oh god i made a horrible mistake and this girl i think of as uh, as my adopted daughter almost died because i'm an idiot like let me hug you and realize you know the mistake i've made it has to be a fucking you know uh sorry i'm going crazy here but it has to be a a a freaking you know romantic thing like that's ridiculous like get your head out of your ass Derek. Fine, whatever makes you a happy Decepticon. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch your rare thrusters. The TF Wiki is all crazed! (laughs) This is no place for me! It's a mad display, Galvatron. (laughs) You're lying! (laughs) (laughs) Such a great line, too. He's like, this is no, like, they've all gone crazy. This is no place for me. Like, the uh, the irony, like, leaps off yeah. the page. 
Like, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I you know, like I said, the Galvatron's a smart cookie. It doesn't matter. Got to be the 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 insane person is usually the smartest one in the room. Come on, he knows what's yeah, up. No, he knows no, he I knows true, to... true madness when he sees it. They're all Speak. lemming automatons doing the Stepford Red Mist march or whatever. Speaking of that, you know what like like occurred to me like the other day, like I was I was looking like I was playing like Gundam Maxi Boost on, and I was like looking through some of my old replays. And then I was like, oh, I don't need to keep any of these like ones where I lost. So I was like deleting all of them. And then I was thinking of you saying like, oh, Galvatron destroying uh, planet Thrall. It's like, you know, he's going to erase all evidence of his failure. Like it never happened. And I'm like, I'm doing the exact same thing as Galvatron. Like crazy. Like It's like I'm going to get rid of all these matches where I lost. Like it, they never happened. It's like, you fear me, Gundam battle match, don't you? They're sucking the very energon from us. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Do, do they ever do anything with, like, uh, char, like, uh, energon leeches? Like, is that a thing that ever gets used again? Because that's kind of cool. Like, aside from this episode, like, the giant spider. Yeah, the, the energy leeches or whatever, like. I don't know, because, well, I guess because, you know, when, you know, they describe Char in those, like, secret files of Teletran, too, it's like, you know, a burned-out husk of a planet called Char, like, you know, so you don't think it would have any, like, life on it, but. Well, it seems all pretty nefarious and nasty, right? And I thought, I thought Goldbug was Spider-Man, but clearly he has no affinity with spiders. <laughs> like, hey! Yeah. You know, you know what what has colored this for me, despite my having watched this hundreds and hundreds of times, and despite me loving this unabashedly. Every time they get into the whole, you know, ha ha ha, gold bug, you know, like that's it's like that's exactly who you'll be, gold bug. Like I can't help but chuckle because I immediately <laughs> think of the whole fucking Doctor Smooth shit piece thing you know because it's like i don't yeah, know uh, every time every time i watch that exposition scene it's kind of like and that's what you'll be known as shit piece uh prime <laughs> or even 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 when he's like that's exactly who you'll be gold bug and, and bumblebee just sits there and takes it but i kind of love in that dr smooth video he's like ha 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 that's that's funny but my name's bumble gold bug <laughs> quiet, quiet gold bug yeah like he just so moves on awesome. yeah like uh... and that's uh... all you'll be from now on cops <laughs> shit i don't know i don't know for i'm shit piece gold bug <laughs> yeah i love that shit oh that's like one of those things where you're like that's that's the joke that's the you know the you love this so much because you've watched it a good billion times, and 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 it's it's a joke made with love, not a, a joke because you're bitter yeah. and mad and you think this thing. I sucks. always say it. it's part of my personal philosophy, but I like I think if you truly truly appreciate something, you'll make fun of it, even stuff you love. You'll you'll poke fun at it. You'll find errors in it and love those errors and still find them funny, and you know you'll just love the whole package of it, basically. When me and Derek both have avatars of the the Optimus Prime statue that like Rodimus is like you know uh, moping in front of like at the in the beginning of the first episode and like I'm like man like what a shitty statue like I'm like is that <laughs> is that Daniel's like art like school art project like 
statue? Like, did Daniel sculpt that? Because, man, like, what a shitty likeness. <laughs> Maybe, like, Rodimus commissioned it, and he was like, yeah, that's good enough. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, it's like, whenever I feel doubtful, I'll just look at Optimus's stupid, fat face. Like, <laughs> I mean, I always, I always kind of thought of the statue there somehow being the same statue that gets blown away in Beast Machines. You know, like to do the whole hate plague tie-in, like that that this episode carried that over. Like there were, you know, if there's a statue of Optimus in this cartoon, that carries over into the Beast Machines. You know, oh, there's gonna be this, you know, monument to to Optimus Prime. You know, in in the the Beast era or whatever too, because it, he, he's such a prominent historical figure in their in their lore. You know, yeah, there's there's like a. I guess a symbolic connection between that. Yeah, yeah. Like the one in Beast Machines was holding some golden discs. Right, so. right. Yeah, I know I know it's not like exactly the same, but just the idea that that they've revisited they revisited the hate plague. So it's like I'm I'm sure there was some kind of, you know, thought of like, oh hey, yeah, they had a statue in that other one too, you know. <laughs> I just want like Optimus after he's been brought back to go to back to Autobot City and see that statue and like you know Dan Daniel can be like I made I sculpted this myself for you Optimus yeah that's that's pretty good Daniel pretty good like and then like he walks away and he's like to Ultra Magnus like tear that fucking thing down immediately it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like no wait maybe we can use it as a decoy for the next battle yeah we'll find some use for it. In the meantime, set up the basketball court. Where's Trax? Like, I want to dunk on him again. <laughs> like you said, you said before we started, Derek, it's like it's hard to be objective about this just because, you know, it's part of our childhoods. Yeah, I, like, we all love it so much. So, yeah, I have, uh, like I said, I, I, I'll be totally upfront, man. I People may think I'm a dunce head or whatever, but I, I have like zero objectivity. I mean, I don't care that, that, uh, Jessica is in her civilian outfit in one clip and then the next clip she's back to being in the exosuit, you know, like, I mean, you know, I, you know what I say about that is even if that's a quote unquote error, I'm like, at least she looked damn good in that civilian suit for that one shot and didn't look like a fugly, like, or whatever, like Acom <laughs> would make. It's like if the animation quote unquote error looks good like it's less of an error to me than if the whole damn episode looks bad it's like it could be on model where she's in the exosuit the whole time but then it looks like she's uh you know i don't know doing some kind of uh chiropractic you know i don't know yoga move or something like that you know the only, the only thing that's ugly in the animation in this episode is like the transformations like i feel like everyone kind of turns into like some amorphous blob and then becomes their vehicle. Like, I, I don't know that it's, they're not as smooth as in other episodes. And like when Optimus and the like revived Autobots roll out, like cup transforms and rolls out backwards in that one scene. Well, you know, I mean, you probably got knocked on the head enough times. Yeah. <laughs> cup, you okay? Yeah. I'm e fine. E either that or, this is going to be a, a dated reference, but either that or, or Cup watched uh, uh, Chris Nolan's Tenant way too much or whatever. <laughs> Maybe the Quintesson lived a piece out. <laughs> <laughs> no way, you're just a little stiff. And silly, Derek, it's only 2006. Tenant hasn't come out yet. Uh -huh. 
well, I guess if you're going backwards, maybe it did already come maybe, out. Maybe, maybe it did come out, and he's just catching up to... Yeah. Uh, I always loved when Galatron blows away all those leeches, and he's like, hurry up! Let's get moving! You know, it's like, you just fucking shot all those guys. And yeah, like, uh, the ending is great. You know, Galvatron shaking Prime's hand. Yeah, yeah, that's a good scene, you know? And, and Frank Welker plays it very well, too. You know, you... You have earned Galvatron's respect. You know, it's he's not uh, he's not gonna backstab him or pull the trigger on him or anything like that. You know. I always liked how um, Alpha Trion was all confused. He's like, Optimus, why are you back? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what the shit? <laughs> like you were dead. You were here with us, with the dead guys. <laughs> and, and then and then and then of course. Just, just like Optimus, and he's in the damn Matrix, and he still doesn't know what the fucking cure is. He's like, if there is a cure, I know nothing of it. You know, it's like, okay, well, a fat lot of help you were. We got to go all the way back to uh, fucking uh, Quintesson Joe, you know. <laughs> Quintesson <laughs> Joe. Well, you know, and like, even though like Alpha Trion doesn't even have the right colors in that, uh-huh. I kind of took that as like, you know, kind of like, you know, he's in the kind of afterlife, like resplendent gold colors, like sort of. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, like, you know, Primus is is uh, directly channeling through him or whatever. Is that is that one of those things like it's easy to rationalize in your headcanon if you want to, like and the TF Wiki's just being jerks about it, where to me it's like, what is it? It's like, you know, it's like the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, it's kind of like the, the the Matrix, Vector Sigma, and the Allspark or some shit. Like, yeah. it's like that. Ah, it's like they're all the same, and none of them are the same. You know, type thing. And what's also sad is that uh, I guess like Roger C. Carmel died by this point because it's like mm. Jack Angel voicing Cyclonus. Oh, like okay. in a few scenes, he like he says something. And man, Jack Angel did a lot of work this episode. Like, I think the the evil Ultra Magnus was really uh, intense yeah. too. Yeah, you know, I, I love that's that guy. Great. Yeah. yeah, I can track your gas fumes anywhere. Where's that punk Radimus? I want him. Like I said, kid, it's all over. Yeah, you know, see that—that's the thing. Like, like that—that part of it really explored the hate part of the hate plague, right? Like, like the plague part took over by the end, where everybody's getting infected and just become like Stepford children. Like, they all want to do the same thing, which is just, I guess, apparently infect the universe, right? Until they're all red. But like the hate aspect of it does sort of slowly go away. But I think the 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 conflicts that espouse that the most is it's like. The first part, they had it between Ultra Magnus and Rodimus. But then by the second part, they kind of they kind of forget about Ultra Magnus. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe Rodimus, like, kicked the shit out of him off camera because then he's just, like, you know, fighting with Stunicons when, when Optimus rolls up on the scene as, like, Gandalf the White to fight him or whatever, you know? Optimus the White. Here's something, like, I don't think, they, and I don't think they've ever, ever done it. Were you ever, like... Did you ever want, like, a hate plague colored, like, toy of any, like, Rodimus or Magnus or anyone? I mean, I, I was contemplating doing, like, some fun Photoshop stuff with hate plague stuff, but I don't think I ever wanted, like, 
something official, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I think, like you said, like the white Optimus from Magnus could be yeah, used that, as that like was, that resistance was always, prime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was always my my metal coated. I'm so I'm honestly surprised like Hasbro hasn't done some kind of or Takara hasn't done some kind some of some kind of hate plan yeah, variant. Red, well, I mean, red, they, they did yellow, they did the whole yeah. they did the whole Golden Lagoon yeah type stuff uh, so you know i mean it, it, it's it's possible if uh you know th- this this kind of like i said with the comics and then some of the follow-up series i mean this whole hate plague thing had a lot of legs so it, you know that, that doesn't mean like you know who knows like maybe if they want to sell that skylinks again for 90 bucks they color it all red and it's like hate plague skylinks you know or whatever <laughs> red jello skylinks Here's a question I always had when I was like a kid. Did they just paint over like the heat resistant metal? Like is is Optimus still like does he still have that ability? Like did they just paint over top of it or what? Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, he probably got rid of it. Just question, so we and, never we never have to use it again. <laughs> My question then would be like how would you get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you could paint over it, wouldn't you? Just paint over it. I guess they were in a rush to save the universe, but yeah. well, the I mean, he's normal in that last scene, so maybe yeah. he took a bath in between, you know, eliminating yeah. it <laughs> or not taking. Probably have to through like some kind of you know, someone has to scrub it off with like paint thinner or bleach or something. Now, 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 I have visions of uh, Paradron medics like soaping up uh, Prime, trying to clean him <laughs> off. Or oh yeah, oh yeah, shit, be Skullbug, go get me some more uh, paint remover, paint thinner, <laughs> and that's how you'll be from now on, shit, piece, paint thinner. Yeah. And tear down that fugly statue while you're at it. Yeah, you got, <laughs> got that fucking statue down. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll, like, we'll wait till Daniel goes, and then when he comes back, we'll just say a tornado took it or something. Stupid Galvatron tore up your statue, Daniel. But don't worry, I'll I'll pop him upside the head for you. Thanks, Optimus. Roger, Dodger, Optimus Prime. Yeah, for a long time though, like this, this was my conclusion to Transformers because, like, I didn't, I'd never saw, had never seen the rebirth until, like, Justin said, like the sci-fi era of Transformers, and like the, like, I only had scattered comics and nowhere near like an ending issue of Transformers. So, like, this, as far as I knew, Transformers ended here. Well, I mean. For me, like I'm looking and I'm like, damn it, yeah, because I I remember it was a long ass time. For me, it was a good what this aired the 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 last part of this aired February 1987, and it wasn't until November that the rebirth aired. So almost that whole year went by. So for me, that this was also the ending to Transformers for about a whole year. And then, like I said, one morning you woke up and you're like, holy fuck, there's transformers you know you're like trying to scramble to get a vhs tape so you could you could uh tape the last like 10 minutes of the first episode of the rebirth you know does this mean the fighting will continue had to say there will be no war today optimus prime you have earned galvatron's respect 
the wisdom of the ages. It's lost. No, not lost. We're all a little wiser now. But the Matrix is empty. It's up to all of us to fill it again. With the wisdom we accumulate from this moment on. Autobots, transform and roll out! So yeah, do you guys have any final thoughts? Or I mean, I think we've all expressed our unabashed, you know, appreciation for this two-parter. I'm uh, I'm pounding my heart, and uh, you know, much much love pound my heart. You know, yeah. I'm good. All right. Well, Derek, why don't you do the spiel? All right. If you have any comments, questions, and/or concerns, if you are infected with the hate plague and you want all of us to be peppers too. You can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of episodes for Transformers Tuesdays, you can direct download them over on the fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. And we can be streamed. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Thank you, Derek. So this is Mike saying, oops, almost destroyed the galaxy. My bad. This is Derek, Derek WC. I have no plan. Signing off. And this is just, I'm a doctor, not a forklift. (laughs) He's dead, Jim. His engines, they cannot take the strain. There's three Star Trek references in a row. Yep. Yay, Lucy, what have you done now? Rekar watches that good shit. I'm a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> well, excuse us. <laughs> all that all that flew over my head as a kid. Mm. I knew all of those references when I was a kid, but I guess because yeah. I, I was growing up with it. I mean, they showed that shit on reruns like fucking non-stop so yeah i had watched tons of i love lucy and and you know obviously me and justin have talked about watching star trek you know a bunch and uh i i probably didn't see this until like 1990 1991 mm-hmm. so like it was probably all out of my range by then yeah i yeah i wonder if they were even doing 
like that kind of stuff. You know, well, I guess I guess you would have had to be into Star Trek because I'm sure there were those Star Trek VHS tapes where they had like one or two episodes, you know, where it was yeah. like Columbia or whatever. So you would have had to have actively tried to rent or, or buy those. But I don't know. They, they probably had I Love Lucy on VHS tapes, but I don't know if they had them then. It's not something I would look yeah, for, though. Know. Yeah, so as a six or seven year old. But so you're all, oh boy, I Love Lucy. Ricky. <laughs> so like was that whole thing like a, a I Love Lucy episode like where it's like uh uh uh, uh you said we weren't really infected by the hate plague like, uh, uh, Lucy and fucking oh Ethel Ricky get infected and who who was who was the who was the madman who tried to kill me it was just my drummer from the club <laughs> <laughs> I had him dress up. In- I had I infected him with the hate plague to learn you girls a lesson. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, it's like I feel like I like and I've seen I love Lucy like Fred Fred sitting there smiling like yeah. <laughs> it's like that's all. It's like it's always like like oh it's just it's just the clarinet player from my club like uh, like. He, just <laughs> to teach him a lesson, and it's always someone from his club like playing along with them. Lucy's crying <laughs> over the the empty matrix of leadership. It's like Optimus and Rodimus are like we gotta we gotta fill up the matrix again with like you know wisdom, and it's the wisdom's coming down a conveyor belt, and they're trying to like stuff it in the matrix, and they can't. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was thinking of like the end of Beetlejuice when like Winona Ryder goes up in the air, and but instead of Winona, it's like Rodimus. Fantastic. Doing the touch, rocky body on time. Okay, I believe you. Then, uh, then Optimus is like Beetlejuice. He's like, well, looks like I'm next. <laughs> Uh, and he was. <laughs> uh, 